teasing does not cause diarrhea, it does not cause vomiting, and it does not cause high, high fevers. If either of those three things are happening, it is just coincidental. It is not because of teasing. Go see your doctor if those things are happening. Start with massaging their gums, start with teething toys, cold wet washcloths, things like that, or give them food, something to gnaw on. And if that's still not happening, then go ahead and do the Tylenol and Motrin, like as a last resort. Hey there, I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant, and this is the Little Z Sleep Podcast, where I'm committed to resolving your child's exhausting sleep habits. Today, we're jumping right in. This podcast is all about teething, the number one excuse parents use. So enjoy this conversation with Kate Morse and myself about teething. So Kate, I'm very happy to have you on my team, not just because I tell you all the time that you keep me looking like I'm type A and you keep me nice and organized and like this whole business running smoothly, but because of your experience. So tell us a little bit about your nursing career. Yeah, so I started my nursing career as a uh, pediatric intensive care nurse in Texas. Um, And then my family and I moved to Kansas City, back home to Kansas City. And for the last four years, I've been working in uh, the pediatric emergency department at Children's Mercy Hospital. I bet you have so many stories. What so is stories? What yeah. is the wildest thing that happened? Oh my gosh! It's it's just everything from people coming into the ER for literally nothing, or you know, people coming in for just the most horrible things. So it's definitely, it was a very, very interesting four years. I, I, while I do miss it, I think having a baby now would make it a lot more difficult. It was already, you know, a really difficult job, um, very emotional, but I think having a baby now, it just would make it even harder to see some of the things that you see. So that's why I'm so happy to kind of be mixing motherhood with nursing. It's kind of a a little bit less stressful paced um, environment for sure. (laughs) Yes. I cannot even fathom. Like I would probably want to wrap my child in bubble wrap when I, yeah, that would be hard. And I'm so glad that you are a part of our team and helping me do so many things. And, um, and you do all kinds of things outside of um, obviously kind of getting ready for um, this podcast, talking about the medical side of teething. Kate really helps me make such great content for you guys. Um, she does a lot of things centered around, yes, pediatric health, wellness. She assists me, the families, as they go through the courses. If you've ever emailed support at littlezfleet.com, that's Kate. Um, and so many people have already, when I introduced you on Instagram, they were like, yes, Kate's already helped me so much. So yeah, thank you for all that you do for the families because it is, you just make this team so much better. I'm so happy to be a part of it. So let's talk about teething. Um, I knew this was a a topic that we had to cover. Um, I have already talked to three families today. I've had six phone calls and three of them were already like telling me about that their child is teething and what they needed to do about it. And on the sleep log, I saw that one of them had done Tylenol multiple times yesterday. And I was like, we got to talk about this. Um, And I'm not anti-medicine, definitely not. But we do need to tread lightly on how we approach medicine with teething. Um, So let's kind of go a little bit about what teething is. Um, When does teething begin? Let's kind of start there. When do most babies or when does teething actually begin for a child? Okay, so most teething, first teeth appear within um, months four to seven, but there are some babies that won't even have teeth until their first birthday, and that is completely normal. For instance, full disclosure, my daughter, 
is almost nine months old and is the gummiest baby ever. She has no teeth whatsoever, (laughs) but no teeth yet. So it's totally normal to not even see teeth until that first birthday. Yes, that is a good thing to, to definitely share that it's normal for that to happen. And um, I love, you know, Kate's prefacing all this with like, my daughter is not teething yet, but you don't have to have like a teething baby to be able to understand how to handle, you know, to the teething, I'm going to put an air quotes here, pain that's happening. You know, I talk about how children gain and lose teeth until they're 12 years old. And I don't know about you, Kate, but like I vividly remember getting my teeth. I also happened to get teeth really late. Like our family just has weird like teeth uh, history, I guess. Anyways, I just remember getting like molars and I don't once remember like withering in pain over these adult teeth coming in. Yeah, I don't even remember getting teeth. So it must have been <laughs> very um, not exciting at all. So I, yeah, I don't even remember getting, you know, your 12 year old molars or anything like that at all. Yeah. No, no. And so I, I always like to share that with parents because it kind of puts things in, in light. Um, because just, I think because they're babies and because they can't use words, we think that any slight little thing is like, oh my gosh, they're in severe pain. Um, and, and typically any type of perhaps discomfort that I've read about is going to happen like maybe right before the tooth breaks through, like right before it erupts. Yeah. Um, and so can you talk a little about talk a little bit about the swelling that can come with getting new teeth? Yeah. So once you already see your child's tooth there, the, the biggest grunt of it is already done. So the majority of symptoms happen before you even see the tooth pop through the gum. So you're going to see lots and lots of drooling, sore, swollen, very tender gums. They may have flushed cheeks. They may be a little cranky. They could also have a big chin rash or even down into their neck. You might see a red rash from all that excessive drooling. They may not be eating exactly like they were. If they've already started solids, they may or may not be showing less interest in eating solids. And they may have a low-grade fever. This is the important part here, a low-grade fever of 99 degrees or degrees Fahrenheit or lower. Your child is having diarrhea vomiting. They have a really high temperature, over 100.4 degrees Fahrenheit. It's just coincidental. Something else is happening while they're also teething, and you need to call your doctor because teething does not cause diarrhea. It does not cause vomiting, and it does not cause high, high fevers. That is excellent. Excellent to know. I think oftentimes there have been an overlap in like almost a perfect storm. Like you believe your child is teething because they have this excessive drooling. Um, They are a little bit cranky. And then all of a sudden they start um, getting sick and you're like, oh my gosh, this is teething. No, it may be something different. So that is a good note to definitely contact your pediatrician. Yes, exactly. Yep. If you're seeing three symptoms, definitely call your doctor. Yes. Um, And what I would think we would definitely want to look at is, you know, when we approach the topic of teething, oftentimes it's, um, you know, we run to the medicine cabinet to like go get Tylenol or Motrin or something like that. But there are so many like natural things we can do before we even get to a dosage chart. Right. And listen, I'm a nurse, so I am definitely not anti-medicine by any means. But um, with that being said, we can definitely start with other things before jumping to Tylenol and Motrin. So um, if you do feel as though your child is teething and is maybe showing some of the symptoms we just uh, discussed, 
try with clean fingers, just gently massaging their gums. That, that alone can be very soothing. Just that gentle pressure can alleviate a lot of the pain, um, as well as a rubber teething toy. Not any of the teething toys with the liquid inside, because you don't want those to break or leak. But a rubber teething toy is a great option, and you can even try throwing it in the freezer or in the refrigerator for like 30 minutes or so, let it get nice and cold, and that can be really soothing. An even cheaper option, get a wet washcloth, place that in the freezer, and they can kind of gnaw on that a little bit too, and that will help a lot. And then with that rash from all that excessive drooling, just make sure you're, you're wiping pretty consistently so that drool isn't just sitting on their skin and kind of just making it very, very irritated and red. So those are the things that we want to try to do before we jump to Tylenol and Motrin. Yes. Okay. The wet washcloth in the freezer has always been like my favorite, my go-to, because even like right now, if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, I think my baby may be teething, go right now, like pause this podcast, go put a wet washcloth in the freezer. You, we all have washcloths laying around. Um, and it is something like really, really simple you can do. I also suggest like with these natural remedies, do these during the nap time routine, do these during the bedtime routine. So like the wet washcloth, and I love to do that frozen washcloth during the book time. Let the baby chew on it or gnaw on it as you read the book and as you get them ready for sleep. Don't put the wet washcloth into the crib with them if they're under 12 months, but all of these things are just really, really simple to add into your sleep routines. Exactly, and another tip with the wet washcloth, you can just wet a portion of the, the washcloth and leave the other portion of it dry so that they it's easier for them to hold and not too cold for them to hold. So just like the wet part they can put in their mouth and the dry part, it won't make their hands too cold or anything like that, so. That's a very practical tip, thank you. <laughs> I love that. So before we kind of go into you know offering medicine, um, I, I highly suggest that you guys try these natural remedies, uh, the rubbing of the gums, teething toys, even a, a cold um, teething toy. We will link some in the show notes. There are several. One is the Newbie Chuby. So many of uh, my, my oldest one love this, but also so many of my clients have said that this is a great one. It's just a few dollars on Amazon. Um, and it's just a great way to offer that all the different knobs that it has. So I'll put some of these things as a link in the show notes you guys can check in on. Um, but honestly, I had never connected having a rash in with teething, like a, a, um, a drooling rash is what you're saying. Kind of like, I guess a runny nose would be, um, but on the chin, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, so my daughter right now, I, I'm very uh, confident that she is about to break through with some teeth because the drooling is excessive. And so where you will notice a lot of that is right on the chin and then it'll dribble down into their neck and you might see it like right in their neck crease, red bumpy spots. Um, it's not typically painful or itchy type of rash. It's just an irritated rash. So that's why we really want to make sure when they are drooling, you can even just keep a bib on them during this time to kind of catch that drool and prevent any further irritation from happening there. Yes, so true. All right, so let's kind of take that final step. We're not really final step because we've got some more things to talk about, but the final step into like considering medicine for your child. So I think that the, the two big ones would be Tylenol and Motrin. Is there a difference between these as far as like which one is maybe like better to use or is this something that like they're both equal? 
So uh, the biggest difference here is if your child is less than six months old, you'll want to just stick with Tylenol. Motrin uh, or ibuprofen is, so Tylenol and acetaminophen are the same thing, and Motrin and ibuprofen are the same thing. Motrin, you want to get for children over the age of six months old. Before six months old, kidneys aren't fully mature yet, and ibuprofen is metabolized by the kidneys. So we want to stick with Tylenol for the little babies um, less than six months old. So Tylenol or acetaminophen is a fever reducer and a pain reliever. Motrin and ibuprofen is a fever reducer, a pain reliever, and an anti-inflammatory. So that's the biggest difference there with Tylenol and Motrin. Motrin has that anti-inflammatory aspect about it that will really help with that swelling. Um, but either you can use. You can use either. You can uh, Tylenol you can give every four hours. Motrin you can give every six hours. So you can alternate those if needed, but you'll want to, like we talked about earlier, stick with those least invasive measures first the massaging, the teething toys, the washcloth, whatever it may be, if those aren't working and your child is obviously uncomfortable, then go ahead and start with Tylenol or Motrin, whichever you prefer. But before you give it, talk with your doctor and make sure you're giving the um, appropriate dose. That's really good information. I knew none of that when, especially my oldest was little. That's, that's really good to, to know. I actually remember hearing from, um, I forget what book it was, The Baby Whisperer. She talked about Motrin um, lasting longer than Tylenol, and I like did not know that. So this is all really, really great information. And looking at these um, being used like maybe interchangeably or even just using these for teething, I would absolutely love you to talk about like how long should these things be being used? Because I cannot tell you how many times I've seen in sleep logs or families have told me they've been using Tylenol for like a whole week because the baby's been teething all week. And I'm like, oh, I don't think you're supposed to be doing that. So can you talk to us about like the length of this? Well, teething in and of itself, I mean, the pain starts a couple days before the, the tooth erupts. So if you're already seeing the tooth there, the painful part, air quotes here, the painful part of the teething is surpassed. So you're not looking at a week by any means. If you've been giving Tylenol or Motrin that, that many days in a row because you feel like your child needs it and is uncomfortable, that's a surefire sign right there that you need to call your doctor and just check in and make sure that there's not something else going on. For teething pain here, I mean, at most a couple days, two, mm -hmm. three days. If you're needing it beyond that, let's check in with your pediatrician or your healthcare provider and see um, if there may be something else going on that's making your child so uncomfortable. Yes. Okay. So other hazards, is there anything else we need to be made aware of when we're talking about maybe teething and teething remedies? So one of the fads, I guess you could say, is those uh, are those amber necklaces or those teething necklaces. Those can be extremely dangerous, especially if you're putting your child to sleep with those. They can cause strangulation. They can chew on them, choke on them. So we definitely want to stay away from those as well as any alcohol or numbing gels. These substances are not safe for babies. So stick with the teething toys, the massage, the washcloths, and then last resort, Tylenol and Motrin. But we do not want to put any type of gels or anything on our alcohol, nothing like that. That is not safe for babies. 
Yeah. And they, they do make like baby Origel. And I remember years ago, one of my neighbors like telling me that that was a good remedy. Uh, this was before I did anything like this. She was like, oh, just use baby Origel. And I was like, something about that sounds strange. Um, and it's like not at all a recommendation that like anyone should ever be looking at. So it's kind of a shame that they make like baby Origel. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> um, so that's, that's really good because um, I've never used any of those amber TV necklaces. To be completely honest, they always freaked me out. Some people like swear by them, but you will never find me recommending those things. Just like I don't recommend having excess things in your child's crib, especially for newborns. And then um, under 12 months, like nobody needs extra stuff around them at that point. So that's really good. So, all right. The, the new teeth, we see them, they pop through, they're here. Now, what do we do? Okay, so once your child does have a tooth, their first tooth is definitely there, you'll wanna brush the tooth or the teeth twice a day just using a smear, a very small smear of fluoridated toothpaste on a little baby brush. And then once your child is three years old, um, they should, most children have all their teeth between like three to five years old. So that's when you'll wanna increase the amount of toothpaste that you're using to a pea-sized amount when brushing and then you can it, when they're also this age you can start to teach them how to spit out excess toothpaste and make sure they're just not swallowing too much of it and then you can start flossing teeth whenever two teeth are touching gotcha. well I need to be definitely uh working on the three-year-old and the spitting out that is like oh my gosh <laughs> She's like, what? Why would I want to spit this yummy toothpaste out? <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> oh, it's really funny. And then I know that there is a recommendation when to go see the dentist. It's pretty young, isn't it? Yes. Within six months of the parents of your first tooth, um, uh, of your child's first tooth, excuse me, or at least just by their first birthday, a dentist can just take a look and make sure everything's developing normally. And then um, just give you some more tips and information on proper hygiene. Nice. I think um, really one of the, the biggest sleep props that I have seen would be falling asleep while feeding. How is falling asleep while feeding going to impact our, our baby's teeth coming in? Yeah, so you don't want to let your baby go to bed with a bottle or a sippy cup of milk or juice. They fall asleep with that in their mouth that milk, that juice is just gonna sit in their mouth overnight and can cause tooth decay. So um, if your baby is old enough, you know, is has teeth or is old enough to, you know, hold their own bottle or their sippy cup, you definitely don't wanna put them to bed with that. We want to make sure we're brushing their teeth before bed, because again, we don't wanna have any type of tooth decay from that milk or that juice just sitting in there overnight. Yeah, no, definitely not. And really overall, I think there's so much good stuff to kind of glean from today's conversation. Overall, once we start seeing those symptoms of teething, let's work on those natural remedies first. Let's even, even go through those natural remedies of gently massaging teething toys, wet washcloths, making sure that baby is comfortable, especially as maybe they develop a rash of some sort. Then last resort, talk to your pediatrician about these things. Let's avoid anything that could be um, a safety hazard for your little one. Let's stick with these natural remedies that are safe. Um, and then let's obviously care for these babies' new teeth once they arrive. And here's to hoping that Ella gets her new tooth very soon. I hope so too. Here's hoping. <laughs> Y'all, if you know one thing about me and what I teach and this podcast, it's that I will always be real with you. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I'm sure that there are a lot of you guys out there who are feeling a little bit maybe, um, I don't know if offended is the right word, but 
I maybe we called it out, right? Like we called out the fact that teething is not the excuse. And I get that question all the time on our Instagram Q&A days. So if you have been kind of using teething as your excuse to not make change, girl, I got to tell you, teething is not the reason your child is waking up five times a night. Teething is not the reason that you have to pick up your child and take them to your bed. Teething is not the reason for your absolute sleep deprivation problem. That's not it. You see, I, I do need you to know that sleep is a thing. And I do need you to know that you can make change on this when you're ready. So if you are unfamiliar with our sleepy coaching programs, these are our instant access sleep training programs to give you the plan to give you the confidence and to give you daily encouragement to make sleep a thing for your child. These start from four months and will go all the way up to five years old. That's right, guys. Next week on November 29th, our preschool e-coaching program will be available. And you know what's kind of funny? You know, we talk about teething as a, a baby thing. But we gain and lose teeth till we're 12, so technically the preschoolers should be using that same teething excuse. Um, But we don't really consider that, right? I just think that's interesting. So anyways, all that to say, you guys, if you are listening to this podcast today and you know you're ready to make change, you've been gripping on to this excuse of teething, I just have to let you know that that's not, that's not it. And I want to invite you into making real change together with thousands of families all over the world. All you need to do is head to littlezsleep.com slash programs, and you can find the sleepy coaching that fits your family, fits your baby's age, and you can get started as soon as you want to. All right, guys, thank you so much for being here with me. Sweet dreams. See you next time.